Hello. No. Hello. Howdy. No. Hello. Ma- Mahalo. <laughs> Hello. No. Hello. I'm going again. Ready? Hey, this is a podcast by adults who use adult language. And occasionally drink adult beverages. While using adult language. King George Hotel, San Francisco. TLO. I'm still trying to get my chair oh, situated. Sorry. Thank you. I asked you if you were ready and you said yes. Hi, how are you doing today? <laughs> are we Hi. just we're discussing day two, just to let you know. I know you just got situated. We're discussing day two. Well, who's we then? Um me and the fans. We're discussing day two of Outside Lands, San Francisco, 2009. Yeah. So, um... That was a good day. It was a good day. We had, um... We had no problems getting to the event. Uh, no problems at all. We got to the event, and, uh... Did we employ some trickery? I think we employed some trickery that day, too. Explain, I can't remember. Um, we got to the Powell Station, uh bus stop where we had planned, you know, always where I'd figured that would be where we would always get on the bus. And there's huge crowd, huge line, I should say. Who forms a line at a bus stop unless you have your backpack on and you're going to fifth grade, may I ask? Yeah, uh, people are just, well, we're ingrained from even the, the kindergarten to line up in a single file line or something that resembles... Yeah, and people... At the appropriate people, spot. I think, just... Hey, there's a line. Let's get in it. Sometimes, yes. I never do that. No. Ever. Well, you know me. I don't stand in lines. Well, you don't stand in lines because I facilitate that for you. Well, before you. I know. <laughs> but I have to say that uh, bringing you into my team has been very nice because now I don't even have to work at not standing in lines because you're making it happen for me. <laughs> I just stand around and look cute and you tell me what to do and it's nice. Anyway, so the five is what... Um, I think the city of San Francisco sort of employed as their outside lands shuttle almost. So they're sending two at a time often. Big line. I know these people aren't going to be getting on this five. I'm like, yeah, well, there's two at a time and one is coming right behind the other. Yeah. Here we are over here. Yeah. We're waiting right where we think the doors well, are going to hit. Can I take a little bus. bit of credit for giving the information that there was a second bus coming? Oh, that's, yeah, you have some great tools on your iPhone yes. to figure out, yes. like, when the next bus is, where we should go. To get so we bus. got on a fresh bus, and I had nice seats for the whole ride. It's about, what, 30 minutes from uh, yeah, Powell? Yeah, at least. To, um, to the secret entrance to the festival that uh, very few people know about. And you did your research. Yes, that's right. And you told, you said, no, George, we're, Mookie. <laughs> You said, no, Mookie, we are not going to the main entrance. We are going to go five more blocks. But this says 25th. 
Right. And kept saying, I my kept phone saying, tells me get off on 25th. Right. Sometimes my the main address is on 25th. And I said, no. No, I know. I that. know. Yes. You were right. So five more blocks, I guess, or whatever. There's a little side Almost entrance yeah. that pretty much gets us to the security gate. Uh, we, at the end of day two, we attempted to leave from the official entrance. And we yeah. realized that you are a genius. Because had we taken that, yeah. it's a long, beautiful, but long walk to get to the festival from that official entrance. Yeah, plus that's where everyone's going in. That's where Will Call yeah. is and everything. So the security line is longer. So day two, we get in with no problem. Right. We go to Twin Peaks stage, first time at the stage. Mm -hmm. um, and we see who? Street Sweeper Social Club. Who are they? They are a... Um, Who's the guy? Who's the lead singer? I no, think his name is Bootsy. Bootsy. Is it? <laughs> I will check while you. Uh... And um, and Tom Morello on guitar. They have a band that is not just a band. It is a what? Social club. Yeah, it's you know it's one of those um, change type regimes. Like I guess their their uh, goal is to fight hunger and rock the fuck out. Yes, basically. Um, I was so distracted by this really old couple standing next to us. Now, we had a good standing spot, just maybe, what, 12 heads back from the stage? Or were we a little further? Yeah, back? yeah, about 12. By the way, it's Boots Riley, not Bootsy. <laughs> I was thinking of... Uh, the T-Mobile the or whatever, Verizon Collins. Yeah. <laughs> well, they were a band. What? Oh, Bootsy Collins? Bootsy Collins. Yeah. Uh, but he was from what band? I think just maybe I Funkadelic. I better not yeah. make any more statements that I'm wrong about. <laughs> anyway, so Street Sweeper Social Club. They were very good. They rocked very hard. Um, a lot of rap. A lot of you know public enemy sounding um, social yeah. change type chants. Rap with that distinctive Rage Against the Machine guitar work. Um, and the rest of the band was tight. So it, it had that kind of like a... Um... um that public enemy uh, kind of uh, rap vibe with, with the Rage Against the Machine rock sound. I'm trying to think of another, uh, another what's another group that kind of sounds like that? I mean, they're very kind of, I guess there are lots of rap rock hybrids these days, but they seem to do it really well. Oh, don't put them in with no, rap No, no, did I make a mistake? Like what, Linkin Park? Yeah, that's a bad no. one, but yeah, they're a hybrid. Yeah. What about the... Um, What's that band that uh, someone in your family likes and you <laughs> thought they sucked? Someone in my family likes yeah. them? Like my brother? No. How many other family members do I uh, have? They wanted to go to the to the concert and you're like, no, I don't think so. Hollywood Undead. Anyways, oh. <laughs> that was awkward. Let's move oh. on. <laughs> so anyway, Street Sweeper Social Club, Boots Riley, Tom Morello, good stuff. And a good vibe, a nice way to start the day, yeah. I thought. you know, a lot of, you know, put your fist in the air kind of thing. Yeah. Um, what's funny is I was in the Public Enemy vibe, and when they started playing I'm Gonna Knock You Out for a half, like for the first measure, I was like, oh yeah, they're playing a Public Enemy song. And then I was like, no, stupid, this is LL Cool J. Um, why, why am I feeling all of a sudden like LL Cool J is really hard now? Huh. <laughs> But no, seriously. That was definitely a heavy song uh, from LL Cool J back. Uh, the, the old day. couple right next to us. Yeah. I'm talking old. Like, they should have been shuffling in the park. 
and they had like, you know, sun hats on and everything. The woman's hand is like raised in the air with just a weak little finger raised in the air going along with the beads. I was just flabbergasted. And I've, I was flabbergasted the day before too, just... Um, you had convinced yourself that was Tom Morello's parents. Well, I just, as a joke, I was like, that must be no. Tom Morello's parents. Because otherwise, yourself. why are they so excited about this guitar solo and moving their heads? I couldn't even... They seemed like a mixed um, race, like a little bit of Asian influence and some kind of dark influence. So they could have been. Could have been. I mean, it really could have, could have been his parents. Um, they did great. Yes, they did. Have, they did do an LL, uh, LL Cool J cover. Mama said, "Knock you out." They also did an MIA cover. They did an MIA cover, which was fantastic. Both, which I missed recording, but I do have something to share from the, from the side.
That was uh, Street Sweeper Social Club. I'm pretty sure they said that was a new song. Um, I can't... It sounds familiar, but I can't seem to find it on their album, so... Yeah. Uh, maybe you guys can figure it out. I'm not sure. It's weak. It is pretty weak, but it's the best I can do in a hotel room. Sorry. <laughs> it's all good. Um, who did we see after Street Sweeper? After Street Sweeper, we went over to a little tiny stage in South Portugal, the man. Oh, this was the Panhandle Solar Stage? Mm -hmm. They were running that whole... There was solar panels next to it. I'm assuming they were running power off the sun. Is that... Really? That's amazing. Because at first I thought maybe they were using the... It was next to the solar panel. I, I kind of just didn't think, you know, but now that it's... That I, Think of the name of the stage that maybe it all right. makes sense. That's wow. why, maybe that's why it was so small, too. Fascinating. Very small, intimate stage. Portugal the man. Uh, we blanket, uh, blanketed it. We, we just kind of spread out a picnic blanket mm -hmm. and chilled out for most of Portugal the man's set. Mm -hmm. Although I did come most up... people were doing the same thing. Yes. Uh, I did run up to get... Um, to get uh, some pictures and uh, try to get a video. And actually, I ended up recording their last song of the of their set, and it, it was well over eight and a half minutes, hmm. and the battery died before I could finish. I mean, I really got within 30 seconds at the end of the song, and it just cut out. That's funny. Um, well, with, uh, by the way, on day one, we're talking about how people just set up their blankets and have a picnic. Yeah. Day we, two, we were like... Send him a blanket, Yeah, I think we decided it was a good idea. Yeah. And it, it worked. It ended up really working well. For that day, anyways. I don't know if it would have worked out. It would have worked out for us Friday as well, probably. But I think... Well, Friday was so biting cold that it probably would have worked out for us in no, some capacity. No, Friday was hot. I mean, I'm sorry. Yeah. No, Friday, you know, Friday was fine. We were, we we're moving back and forth. But I knew that Saturday was going to be the day of um, focusing on one end. And really, especially after being on our feet for so long, for so many, it was it was frustrating to watch Pearl Jam and think, my my legs hurt, my legs hurt, my legs hurt, my back hurts, my back hurts, my back hurts. And I was thinking tomorrow when I'm watching The Closer, I don't want to be thinking that. I'm sitting for most of tomorrow. Yeah. And we not did. wasting my standing on anyone else. Right. That's what we did. So we sat for most of that. Um... We then, after uh, 
after Portugal the man sets over, we move uh we, we pull up steaks, as they say. We ate. We ate some food. And we moved our blankie to back to Twin Peaks to catch a nice spot for TV on the radio. Who were uh, the band you were most excited to see? I was most excited to see TV on the radio coming into the festival. I looked at you a few times to wonder, did you put them ahead of Built to Spill as your best man so far? They were. They really get gave a good performance. They also um, satisfied my need to have to see Robert Randolph. Not that they're the same kind of band, but they just gave the same type of energetic, funky show. I really, I really loved watching TV on the radio. I. Um, it's interesting to see how kind of how those songs are created and put together in a live yeah. fashion, which is fascinating. Amazing musicians. Um, they had a lot of fans out there. There's a lot of good energy. Um, there were times where I was shaking my booty, and there were times where I was just staring with my mouth open, just amazed. <laughs> so so you appreciated TV on the I, I had it. I enjoyed it a lot. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, I cannot... I hate to go back to Friday, but I cannot get that built to spill performance out of my head. Yeah. Really was something to me. So I put TV on the radio at that moment in the number two spot. But then we, uh, after eating a little more food, saw Mars Volta. Yes, we did. It's an insane performance. Um, you know. I made the mistake of reading a few blogs and posts about Mars Volta mm-hmm. um, after the after the show. After the show, okay. Um, and I was bummed because a lot of them made points that I wanted to make. <laughs> um, but, I mean, I can't assume that I'm on an island and I'm the only one with these thoughts. So, I'm going to kind of just go through it anyways, but I'm going to be self-conscious about this. So, um, I was nervous about Mars Volta. Right, because I their albums are a journey. Yeah. Right. I don't know how that how translates to a live show, and I'm trying to understand. I'm like, are they gonna just play? How are they gonna do this? Right. right? They're a band that likes making noises right. and funny sounds and these intricate intros and outros and midtros. I, I I mean, it's extensive, and I was worried that it was going to be too weird. But there was enough fans out there that I'm like, well, these guys must know, right? Plus, uh, one of my friends, Jeremy, came out to the festival um, mostly just to see Mars Volta. Like, that was the highlight of his festival, yes. We had a really good spot for Mars Volta. I wonder where they were. Yeah, I did too. That spot was incredible. You know, and it's funny because I was going to tell you because we were trying to figure out how to keep the spot and go get food. And I was like... I know you guys like just trying to meet up naturally, but maybe you should text them and be like, we got a spot. Yeah. Let's do some tag team. You know, I thought about it, and a lot of things went through my head. Um, I don't know if he just really wants to spend time with his girl, and he doesn't want to have any... You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, he knew I was there. I knew I was there. I was content just to spend my whole festival with just you and no one else, and so... Uh, if he ended up be hanging out there, great. If not, I wasn't. I was also not going to go look for him. And I kind of have the feeling maybe he had the same idea. Yeah, that's all well and good. I just felt like you know the long journey I made with two pizzas in hand, and also needed to find you something 
so Saturday was mostly hot. It was it was a delicious day. It was the weather was really good. A little bit chilly here, a little chill wind coming through there, but the sun was still able to come through. Mm. Mm -hmm. Okay. So when you sent me to go to get food, you said and also get me something to quench my thirst. I was very I wanted something cold. Like maybe some Ice lemonade. Cold. So I was thinking lemonade. And I'm looking and looking and I got food and I'm looking and trying to Okay, there's smoothies. Well, by the time I go to get the smoothies, like the sun was behind clouds and had turned. And yeah. I had to bring you that whole smoothie that obviously if we're in the middle of a crowd, you have to finish. By the time you got back, I wasn't even hungry because I had been eating beef jerky out of our bag. So anyway, trying to do a meetup just for that reason, like stay here with my blanket. I'm going to get food together. We go eat. Now you guys go eat. Whatever. It yeah. may have worked, but it's fine. It was all good. Mars Volta. Um, I got lost. I don't know where we're at. Yeah, we're, we're still talking about Mars Volta. Okay. And, and how many fans there were. Certain people went there just to see Mars Volta. He is quite a stage presence. Yeah. So, Omar and Cedric. Yeah. These two are nuts. Like, first of all, crazy hair. Yeah, you, you said diva hair, and I thought I that's perfect. I spent a long time at the show contemplating their hair. And thinking, how do they go anywhere in hair like that? For a while, I called it douchebag hair. You didn't know that, did you? For a while in my head, I was thinking, that is douchebag hair, where you can't go and interact with the rest of society because you have douchebag hair. And then it dawned on me, no, that is diva hair. Yeah. Because you could put, there could be hair on a woman that you can't really go out into society with. It's too done up. It's too mm. lunatic crazy. Really? Yeah, I think so. What do you think? Do you think the guy... I would love to see them now in a casual... Do you think the guy puts a hat on? Does yeah, he... do they wear a hat? Do they put a ponytail in? I mean, they have crazy freaking hair. And clothing. Yeah. I mean, that's a very... I'd like to talk about the visual aspect because, you know, obviously they're interesting to watch. Their antics, the way they're dressed. But how do I explain this backdrop? You'll have to help me. It's... Oh um God. This thing that was behind them... Well, wait. Let me just, one more thing. Please. Omar's hair also grew as the show went on, which that, was also making me crazy. I and then this backdrop, as it kept changing. The backdrop had lots of different colors in it. So what they were doing was they were lighting it from the front and right. the back in different ways. So it would that would basically either highlight or hide colors, which would bring different shapes right. and images in and out of the thing. And it was comprised of this face and fish bones. Uh, and lots yeah, of... and see, to me it was like uh, dinosaur bones, which <laughs> yeah. also then turned into a cat's paw. Yes, it changed, and with their music, it was it's such a simple thing, right? Like, I've seen Tool, and they have an extensive set, and they have mechanics and things. They accomplish an amazing backdrop with just one sheet and some lights. Yeah. It was really something impressive. Very psychedelic. Um... Also, um, the microphone. <laughs> oh, I forgot. The microphone and the cord. That's another thing that I had to contemplate for quite a while. Tell us about it. First of all, he does a lot of theatrics with his mic stand. Yeah. And microphone. Yeah, Cedric. 
Omar. I think it's Cedric who's the lead oh, singer. Fuck, I missed that up. It's all right. The vocalist is Cedric, and oh, Omar no. is the um, okay. is the guitarist. So, so In fact, Cedric Omar does here. all the music. Yeah, but... and I and I knew that you did all the music. Music, but I did it backwards. Cedric's hair blew up as the yeah. concert went on. Um. So yeah, he whips the mic stand. The mic stand was. Was he does he does acrobats with the entire mic stand and he whips right. the microphone itself around. Right. And what I want to say is everything was either reflective or white. So the mic stand and the mic and the mic cord all were Don't very think easy. Of any of the light any of the colored light. Right. Or the or they were very easily seen against that backdrop. Yeah. So you could really see the cord being thrown around or the mic he he would throw the mic around, he would throw it and then kick it and catch it with his hand, like yeah. he was doing hacky sack with the microphone. Like the microphone stand itself would do cartwheels, it feels like. It was, so I was thinking in my head, like, wouldn't that be a product to sell to rock musicians? Um, a one piece rubberized mic stand thing. That you can slam and throw around and it jumps back up and gets right in your face again. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I felt like, oh, that must be the product. Until somebody had. gets their eye poked out. <laughs> but here's the thing. If you slam that mic stand down, it could shatter and pieces could fly in oh, the audience. Oh, and everybody would love it. And they would be happy right. to be sharded by something. But then like you... That. Sharded? Sh sharded. <laughs> to get a shard of the... Mike stand in their eye, they'd be happy. Oh, but sharded was Meanwhile, funny. Yes. I wonder if Fergie was able to control her bladder during her performance. I'm sorry? Anyway, speaking of sharding, never mind, we'll go back into Has that. Has Fergie sharded? I think she like Peter Pan's once. On stage? Yeah. Awesome. We'll go into that later. But uh, as, as far as other people are excited to see Mars Volta, Mastodon and Metallica watching Mars Volta from the side. Mastodon also opening that's, for Mars Volta. We forgot. Yeah, that's when we moved. Well, and initially I was the, from Portugal. Here's the thing: Mastodon was so loud. So loud from the back of the field. Just two hundred yards away, loud. So loud. I got up close to try to take video and pictures, and I ended up getting stuck by the woofers. And boy, I really paid the price. I was way in the back, lying down on my stomach. I could still see the stage, and I could hear it loud yeah. in my whole body and I'm saying I'm, I was almost 200 yards away they were playing very loudly uh, they were good I don't I want to see them again but I I want to see them someplace where I can appreciate it better I, I you said that they're touring with Metallica yeah in the in the in the UK they're touring with Metallica and I can just see this conversation right where Mastodon is like dude we open for Mars Volta and San Francisco you gotta come with us dude and they're like Right on, and they did. Yeah, yeah. Well, Lars uh, from Metallica lives in San Francisco, so oh, there you go. That makes sense. And uh, yeah, Metallica's a band from San Francisco. Well, then they they were probably at several shows at Outside Lands. Yeah, but March Volta was incredible. Uh, one of the things that I thought about was I would love to to listen to more live albums. Oh, um, yeah? Is it is it bad to to put out a live album? A lot of these bands that we saw, uh, uh, if Built to Spill put out a live album, if Mars Volta put out a live TV on the radio, they're better in some cases than the actual studio album. But is it is it like selling out? I don't love live albums for some reason. Hmm. Is it because of the way they're mixed, or it might be because of the way they're mixed? It might be just because well. I already heard this, I own an album like this, and then I went to see them live, 
I don't need to pay again for the same album I just think with you, other people who I don't know yeah. cheering on that band. I guess I just like because they they'll, they take like Mars Volta will will do an extended solo or and they'll jam out um, and I like this I like that feel and that sound you don't get that on the studio album so much mm-hmm. like TV on the radio you don't right I don't think but in their in their live set. There was a lot of just blazing hot solos and, mm-hmm. and jam sessions. Mars Volta probably you can get that on a studio album, but or even like a like a live DVD. I wonder if they do a lot of that too. I need to look into that. I really enjoy watching. I'm sure there's a lot of live DVDs that yeah. uh, I don't know. Did we mention the fact that I think Outside Land is gonna probably come out with a DVD? They're taking a lot of nice oh, footage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot, I don't know if I mentioned that or I think I did. Uh, Covered that? Thanks. Yeah. Well, uh, at the same time that Mastodon was playing, Jason Emeraz was over on the other main stage. Yeah. So I'm curious to know how full, like, that's a definite divider. You probably can't like Jason Emeraz and Mastodon. Maybe. Uh, I want to, I just want to come clean and say that while I was pretending to take photographs of Mastodon, I went and saw Jason Emeraz. <laughs> and how was it? It was amazing. Good. I was touching my nipples. Also the whole playing time. at the same time. You ran over that whole funny thing I just said. You were touching your nipples? Yes. Like this. I didn't know what you were about to add something retarded like that. Oh, before. whatever. But also, though, playing at the same time on Saturday, Black Eyed Peas against TV on the radio. Like, Did you hear anybody talking time about for time. that? I didn't hear a single person reference Black Eyed Peas. Yeah, me neither. Or say they were there to see them. Yeah, no, me neither. Someone asked me if I was going to see Black Eyed Peas at, at Outside Lands, probably because that's, you know, one of the main popular acts. I don't know, but... Um, yeah, I guess one time when Fergie was jumping around on stage, a little liquid came out, and she was wearing something spandex or something like that, and you could see it. Just, oh, just a little drop. Could have, you know, it also could have been other stuff that she didn't properly drain before going on stage. Probably her and her husband were like, hee hee hee, that? Mm. Was that gross? Was that TMI? A little, little bit. Yeah, well, you never know. I mean, you never know. Yeah, I didn't hear anyone talking about Black Eyed Peas afterwards. But then again, uh, we didn't go to that side of the festival at all. Where were they playing? That was Land's End. We did not touch Land's End that whole day. You had... Uh, Zion One, Raphael Sadiq, Jason Mraz, Black Eyed Peas, and Dave Matthews Band. So everyone who was there to see they were, Black Eyed Peas and Dave Matthews probably. Band, they kept to themselves. And we were over here with, come on, Street Sweeper, Street Sweeper Social Club, Mastodon TV on the radio, and the Mars Volta. That's where it was. That's really where it was. And then uh, we were also going to try to sneak in Portugal the Man and Deer Hunter. We had to give up on Deer Hunter. In that little spot, because we would have just left our blanket for Marshall to which probably, I don't know, it's hard to say. It's hard to say. I think people respect other people's spaces a lot in San Francisco. Almost too much. <laughs> um, there's no aggression. Um, no. You know, there's, a there's um, like, anytime you, like, you feel somebody, like, fall into your back, like, you, at first, you're like, wow, why are they trying to push up to the front? No, they're just tripping over the people behind you on the blanket. They're very nice about trying to move up, about, you know, not trying. Most people don't even want to step on your blanket, and you're in the middle of a field of people. Yeah. Um, and there's no moshing, really, to speak of. There's no 
slam dancing. There's no mosh pitting. They're not, just standing not there. Makeup, but there were a few. There was, but for the yeah. most part. But yeah, not like you should be able to see it. I want to see Mars Volta in Vegas. We'll fucking destroy that club. Um, we know how to fucking rock in Vegas. I'm sorry. These people, California, they're very nice and granola and sweet. They're There's very... another thing, though, when it's daytime and not nighttime. Because I guess Mastodon reviewed themselves and said that it sucked. Because you can't rock during the day. You rock at night. But obviously no one else thought it sucked. There was a lot of happy people. But yeah, it is weird listening to some bands. Um, like, I wanted to... I wished... Modest Mouse was later. I felt like I would have enjoyed that better if there was less sun. No? That's on Sunday. Sorry to jump ahead. But trying to make the point. <laughs> no, I I had to work so hard, though, to keep it separate so I wouldn't get yelled at by you. <laughs> well, I mean, we're kind of done talking about... I think so, yeah. ...about Saturday. It was a good day. Um... We're about 30 minutes in. Do you want to just condense, or do you want to just close this thing up? I can. I, I have a great recording of a Mars Volta song I can end with, and then Let's we can... Let's do that. All right. I like your style, Tilo. I know you do. All right, it's really good to be here.